0: Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk.
1: What do we call Good Friday good? I mean, it wasn't good for Jesus, right? It wasn't good for Jesus because they took Jesus and they nailed Him and hung Him on a cross. And whenever we think about the cross, We do one of three things with the cross. We romanticise the cross, we sanitise it, we make it kind of all nice and neat, and we sentimentalise it. And it was none of those things. In fact, this is the, the most brutal, painful type of execution known to mankind. And not only that, but for the Romans, they, they had this view about crucifixion. And, uh, and they said this, uh, the idea of the cross should never come near the bodies of a Roman citizen. And so Cicero, who was a Roman, who was executed, said, please don't crucify me. Behead me instead. Do anything, but don't crucify me. And to the Jews, not only was it brutal, but it was also shameful. Uh, again, the, the rabbis used to say, anyone who is hung on a tree is under God's curse. So the fact that they, not only that Judas betrayed Jesus, and that his best friends, the friends that he poured and invested his life into for three years, and and, uh, that they ran away. And then even when he spoke to his father and said, Father, please take this cup from me. Let me do it it differently. Uh, And the father kind of said no. And so Jesus is okay. And he surrendered himself to a horrible, brutal death on the cross. You and I know that that's not the end of the story, but we're gonna get to the end of the story later. Right now, we are gonna reflect and throughout this evening, we're gonna reflect. There's gonna be some videos, some readings, some worship. You'll engage with us throughout the evening. But this is all about us thinking, why do we call Good Friday good? It wasn't good for Jesus, who when they hung Him on the cross, broken, separated in that moment from the Father. He became literally the man of sorrows. But secondly, it wasn't good for the Father or for the friends. You see, the Bible teaches really clearly that God, the Father, the Son and the Spirit are inextricably linked and they're one. And so when Jesus hurt, so did the Father. When Jesus hung on the cross in that pain, that hurt the father more than you can ever imagine. And you and I, if you're parents, we know there's nothing quite like parent pain, right? If you've ever seen your kids, and we, me and Alison know something of parent pain and have known something of parent pain in our lives and over the last few months. And so do many of you, you know what parent pain feels like. So it wasn't good for the father as Jesus hung on the cross. But also it wasn't good for the friends either, because they bet the farm on Jesus. They'd put their whole life on Jesus. And so in that garden, when he was taken away and, and arrested, they thought that, that somehow he would kind of weave his supernatural magic and, and, and he would get out of it. And he didn't. And, and he went and he was silent and then he was on trial and he was silent. And then, and then he was pronounced guilty. And they thought, what? And then he was beaten and flogged and and, and the skin off his back ripped to shreds and then finally hung, nailed on a cross and they watched him die. And then they took his body and they embalmed his body and they put it in the tomb, in in the cloths and they rolled a stone, the Romans rolled a stone over the tomb. And so for the friends, how can you call Good Friday good? You see, this is the power of this thing in front of us, the cross. Because if you and I, we go through things in our life, we go through experiences in our life where, where even as followers of Jesus, where we say, God, if you're real, where are you? Been through some of that myself even this week. Many of you here have, some of you online have. But, but I keep reminding myself is, where is God in the pain and in the suffering and in the unanswered questions and in the disappointment? Then I look at the cross. And I remember that God the Father knows what pain is really like. There's no pain like parent pain. And so tonight, as we reflect around the cross, and we're going to invite you in a moment to to even respond a little bit, right at the start almost of our evening together around the cross. And, And just to remind you of how powerful it is that God so loved the world that He didn't just send a message he didn't just send one of his many sons, he sent his one and only son to die an agonising death on the cross. So don't tell me that God doesn't know what pain and suffering is like, because he does. And, and, and if you're one of the friends and you've, you're disappointed with God right now, like his disciples were, then look at the cross again. Look at the cross. It reminds us that God knows our pain and our suffering and our disappointment Psalm 56 verse 8 puts it this way, You keep track of all my sorrows. You've collected all my tears in your bottle. You've recorded each one in your book. Listen to it from the message translation. You've kept track of my every toss and turn through the sleepless nights. Isn't that amazing? Anyone ever done that? Tossed and turned through a sleepless night. Each tear entered in your ledger, each ache written in your book. Guys, lots of stuff happens in life to me that doesn't make much sense. But I tell you what, without God, it makes no sense at all. And the cross is that symbol that reminds you and I that in the middle of our pain and suffering, if we hang around long enough, if we wait, if we watch, if we hope, if we long, if we pray, eventually the sap will rise
0: when the icy hand of winter wraps its fingers round your throat and you feel like you cannot breathe the sap will rise when all you see is deadness when the spirit's wind is biting When the soil of your heart is ice-hard When growth is a distant memory The sap will rise When your words are like dead leaves When your surroundings feel barren When the moments in your life feel dark When the sun shines through the clouds of despair and doubt the sap will rise when your reading is dry when your prayers are hollow when your praise is powerless when your passion has gone the sap will rise spring will come again Roots will drink from life once more. Hope will push through the dark soil of despair. Green, bright, small, and vulnerable, perhaps. But he is here. The sap will rise.
1: And this is why we call Good Friday good. It wasn't good for Jesus. It wasn't good for the Father or for the friends, but it was so good for us, right? It was really good for us. And I just want to open that up again a little bit with you tonight. And and as we kind of reflect on the cross of why it was so good for us. And um, there's a great verse in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. It's just 21 words and there's, there's like hardly any syllables. It's so simple, but it's everything in this one verse. And it says literally this For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Now, I know many of you know that. And how many of you were here last week? And, and if you're online, then you put a thumbs up. But, but you, you were here online as, uh, last week when we baptized 21 people. How many of you were here? Lots of you were here. was not it amazing? And, you know, as I I was in the water, and by the way, my back's been struggling a little bit. With 21 people in and out, I need to get my technique going a little bit better. But but I kind of came out of the water at the end, and, and, and you're like, the water was really warm. But like when you were out a little bit, it was cold. And as I was drying myself off, I felt God speak to me to say, Leon, don't dry yourself off from your baptism too quick. In other words, I felt God say, don't forget what it is that I've done for you. Don't dry yourself off from your baptism so quick that you forget what it is that God has done for you on the cross through Jesus at Easter time. He has made you and I right with God. Isn't that amazing? This is why we call Good Friday Good, because it was really good for us. You see, He was good. Jesus was good. The Bible says that He never sinned. Okay, I I, I think we can't even get our head around that. That, That's a, a human who grew up like we did and he got angry, he got thirsty, he got hungry, he got irritated, but he never sinned. And that's incredible. We can't really get our head behind that, because even the best people all in the world, you know, and Andy did it recently, that old illustration of, if you imagine a wall and you write on the bottom, the worst people in history, and then at the top of the wall, you write the best people in history. And you imagine where you are on that wall, which is fine if the standard is the ceiling. But if the standard is the moon, nobody in history even gets close to it, only one, Jesus. He was good, but not only that, his sacrifice was good. Uh, The the Bible says that that, that the way that a sacrifice is good is that it has to be perfect. In other words, when they took an animal, that animal had to be perfect, spotless and blameless. And, And that was the way that the sacrificial system worked. And so when Jesus hung on the cross and when he cried out, it is finished, What he was talking about was not the end of his life being finished, he was talking about the sacrifice being finished, that it was good. In other words, it was perfect, it was complete. And on the cross, he took our punishment, he also took our penalty, he also took our place. And that is amazing. And not only that, but he was good, his sacrifice is good, and his gift to us is really good. Because Paul says it here in this verse that I just read, we are now made right with God. And theologically, that talks about a doctrine called the doctrine of imputation. It's a really big word, okay, I don't like using big words, but it basically means that God imputed to us something into our account, it's a banking term. In other words, he took everything that was in his account and placed it in your account. And everything that was in your account, he placed in his account. So just imagine Elon Musk's bank account. Everything that's in Elon Musk's bank account goes into your bank account. And Will's nodding at me on the front row here saying, I receive that in Jesus' name. Everything that's in, everything that's in his bank account goes into Elon Musk's bank account. That's what happened on the cross. He made us right with God and he gave us His grace, His forgiveness, His mercy, His cleansing, His life. Isn't that amazing? This is why we call Good Friday, good. Somebody said years ago, he came to pay a debt he didn't owe because we owed a debt we couldn't pay. Guys, I don't know how many, in the back room there, just before we came on, I said to the two guys there, this is my 31st Easter here in this church leading Easter 31 times. I never want it to get old. you don't need to stop. (laughs) The reason I say that is I I never want to get over it. I never want to get over what God has done for me. And when we baptised those 21 people last week, you know, and I'm soaking wet at the end and I felt God say, don't dry yourself off too quickly. Remember what I have done for you. And I don't know how long some of you have been following Jesus. Maybe you're not a follower of Jesus tonight. You know, we we say, hey, it's the best thing you can ever do with your one and only life. Because not only will Jesus make your life better, he'll make you better at life. And then you'll get eternal life, which starts now and goes on for eternity. And we're going to celebrate that tonight. I know it's Good Friday, so we're not going to celebrate like we will on Sunday, but we are going to celebrate in a different way. Maybe in a more reflective way. We're going to say, God, thank you for what you have done for us. This is so good. And this, folks, is why we call Good Friday good.